we are, we're, we're really uh, lucky to have a man of God like Brett Yeager as our pastor. Um, and uh, I may just go ahead and tell you before he gets in here, uh, I'm going to be letting uh, out some of his secrets this morning. Okay. I see no greater way than to uh, honor a pastor than to let out some of his secrets, right? So I really wish he would come in here uh, so I, he could hear this first secret that I want to let out. But I'll go ahead and show you this, this one secret that, uh, that I think y'all need to know. If you'll look in your bulletin, it'll say staff appreciation, okay? Well, it's actually pastor appreciation. And, uh, but I, I will tell you, as a deacon and now a youth pastor, uh, we have battled Brett on this for several years, okay? We've wanted it to be pastor appreciation, but he always wants it to be staff appreciation. That's a good pastor, okay? That's a great pastor. And I'll go ahead and tell you this. Uh, I, I, you was out, but I was telling them that uh, no greater way to honor somebody than to let out some of their secrets. So I'm letting out some, uh, some of your secrets this morning. So the, the first, I told you the first secret about how he wants it to be staff and then a lot of people down through the years wants it to be pastor appreciation, but it's always staff appreciation. And I'll go ahead and tell you this secret too. Uh, there's been times when he's got a gift and he would share it with the staff. So that's a great pastor. I know that we've battled him probably at least 10 to 12 years and he always wants it to be staff appreciation instead of pastor appreciation. I want to let out another secret to you. Uh, our pastor has got a great sense of humor, okay? Uh, uh, Jason, if you would do it to put that picture up. Great sense of humor. There's our pastor uh, with a white beard on and some white hair. And, uh, and I asked him to, to take this picture this week. And he did not, he didn't, didn't hesitate a bit. He just started putting it on and getting ready for a picture. So our staff does have, or sorry, our pastor has a great sense of humor. And I'll tell you another story that, uh, that shows he has a great sense of humor. It's probably been uh, 14, 15 years ago. He actually uh, was babysitting my kids, him and Joyce. We was doing a Bible study. And, and, uh, and if I'm not mistaken, if I'm telling the story right, uh, I think he was down on his all fours giving uh, 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 horse rides to all my kids when they was little. So that's another secret that I, wanna, I wanted to share with you this morning. But uh, today I'm gonna be talking about Moses and the modern day Moses. And when you think about Moses, you think, I don't know about you, but I think about him having a white beard and, and white hair. And, and uh, so we'll gonna be talking about the modern day Moses. Now, where did my, oh, here it is. Sorry, I forgot to get this out. So here's our, here's our Moses get up and, uh, and we're going to use that here shortly for somebody. Uh, but anyway, so we're going to be talking about modern day Moses and I don't know about you, but, but I love studying about Moses. Uh, the very first time that I was ever asked to speak, uh, I can't remember what it was. It was before I started, uh, teaching any kind of Sunday school class anything like that. But the first, uh, that I ever shared was in Exodus four. And I want to read that with you real quick because somebody may need to hear it. So the Lord was telling Moses to go to Egypt and lead his people out and, and tell them some stuff. And he said, well, I, I don't have a good voice. And then he says right here in, uh, in verse 11 and 12, 
He said, but Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And God said, I will be with you. And this will be a sign to you that I have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God on this mountain. Then he goes, then he goes ahead and tells him, he says, hey, is it not I that put the words on people's mouth? And, uh, and he just promised Moses uh, that he would go with him and be with him. But like I say, we'll be talking about a modern day Moses uh, today and um, in Exodus 17, and we'll be in verses 8 through 13. It says, the Amalekites came and attacked the Israelites at Rephidim. Moses said to Joshua, choose some of your men and go out to fight the Amalekites. Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with a staff of God in my hands. So Joshua fought the Amalekites as Moses had ordered, and, and Moses, Aaron, and Hur went to the top of the hill. As long as Moses held up his hands, the Israelites were winning. But what it, whenever he lowered his hands, the Amalekites were winning. When Moses' hands grew tired, they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it. Aaron and Hur held, held his hands up, one on one side and one on the other, so that his hands remained steady till sunset. So Joshua overcame the Amalekites' army with the sword. Let's pray. Lord, we just come to you right now and we thank you for this time together, this uh, uh, wonderful morning here at Temple Baptist Church. And uh, Lord, I just pray, Heavenly Father God, that you would speak to our hearts. I pray that you would just uh, remove and defeat all distractions. And uh, I pray, Heavenly Father God, that you would speak to everybody's heart this morning. And uh, Lord, I just pray that you would bless Brett today and, and Joyce. And I pray that everyone will just show uh, just great appreciation for them. And Lord, we do love them. We praise you for them. And, uh, and thank you so much that, uh, uh, that you called them here to be our pastor and pastor's wife. And, uh, and we just do praise you for them this morning. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So my, my thing this morning is, is I want to let you know that, uh, that we do have a modern day Moses here. I believe that our pastor is a modern day Moses. And I believe that we can look at this scripture and see the similarities of Moses and Brett. Okay. So y'all seen that I made him put the wig and, and beard on. So that was one similarity that they had this past Wednesday. But I want to look at Moses' time in this scripture. Then I want to look at uh, kind of some stuff that I see through Brett. But I also want to, to let y'all know that God calls all of us to be Moses to a certain extent. Okay. He calls all of us to be a Moses or modern day Moses to a certain extent. Let's look at Moses call. Moses call number one was to go to Egypt and to free God's people, lead them out of Egypt and lead them into a better land. It says flowing with milk and honey. Okay. So I believe that that's Brett's uh, his calling also. His job is to lead me and you into a land flowing with milk and honey, a better life, okay? And sometimes we don't, we want our own ways, don't we? So it, it always, if we follow our own ways, it kind of gets bad, don't it? But if we will follow God's ways, as Brett teaches us and all our other teachers and ministers and all that, they teach us that, then I'm not going to say our life will be hunky-dory, but it'll be a lot better if we follow God's 
rules. But I do want to just tell you that, hey, you're a modern day Moses as well. Do we have another? Let me see that second picture, Jackson. Or Jason. So we got Tasha here, Tasha Martinez. Is Tasha in here? There she is. So she was blessed to put the wig on this past Wednesday. Okay. And, and there again, I just want to remind you that, that we're modern day Moses too. Let me see that next picture. That's, if you don't know that, that's Austin Mathis. Uh, he actually went to minister to the kids this morning, but that's Austin Mathis. And I just did that because I wanted to make sure that y'all realized that it's not just our pastor to be leading people to a better godly life. It's actually mine and your job too. Okay. So, so we need to do that. Uh, the first thing that I want to point out, and, and I got four points. The first thing that I want to point out is the, in verse number nine, and I got to look in this, the first three points come out of verse number nine. So anyway, let's, let's look at that. Uh, verse number nine says this, or let me just tell you this point. Moses had people that he could call on for help. Pastors need people that they can call on for help. Uh, he's not Superman. Okay. And Joyce says, that's right. He's not Superman. But in, in verse nine, it says this. Moses said to Joshua, choose some of our men and go out to fight the Amalekites. He called on Joshua. Joshua was the commander of the army and he called on him to, to uh, gather up an army and go fight. And therefore us in this church, when Brett calls on us, we should be there ready, willing, able to go, right? He can't do it all. Uh, and there's a lots of stuff to get done when you're reaching people for the kingdom of God. So he needs people to call on. And I got to think about this the other day. I, wouldn't it be nice if the, wor- if the first phone call he made in every situation to get some help, he got help on the first phone call. Wouldn't that be great? Let me ask you this. Are you ready to answer his phone call when he calls you this week? Are you ready? Because listen, he's going to need you. He needs us to help him. And, uh, and, and, and he always encourages us to, to help other people. But that's like me and you also. Like I said, we need to be modern day Moses for people. We need to take a look in our world or our family and see what's going on with the people in our lives and to help, help out with them. But you know what? Ain't families, I'm going to be talking about families here, man. Some, ain't families sometimes the hardest to minister to? Our families sometimes are the hardest to minister to. I don't know why that is, but, uh, but our families need us, don't they? They need us. The second thing that I've seen uh, in this scripture is uh, that uh, same verse is, I got to reading it and thought, you know, Moses could have just kind of stayed in his tent when the battle was going on, right? I mean, he didn't have to fight. He, he didn't have to go up against the Malachites. He could have stayed in his tent with his legs propped up. Uh, he had earned the right. I mean, he, he did a lot of great things. He could have stayed in his tent, but he didn't, did he? He went out with his people during the battle. And one thing that I'm reminded of, and I, I think pretty much all of y'all can relate to this, is Brett don't have to go with us through our battles in life, okay? He's not required to, but he does, okay? 
Brent goes with us during our battles of life. And I'm going to show you a couple ways that he does go with us. I want you to raise your hand, okay? I want you to raise your hand if you've ever received a phone call, text message, any kind of message from Brett when you've been going through a battle. Anybody? Wow. There was lots of hands going up. Hey, raise your hands up again. Phone call, anything. Awesome. Awesome. So he goes through the battles with us. Don't he? And I got to thinking about sickness. And he's always gone to the hospital. He is always gone to the hospital. And, and, and I, that just reminds me that he goes with us through the battles of our sickness. He goes with us through the, the battles of pain, whether it be physical pain or emotional pain. He goes with us on those battles, don't he? I mean, he, and, and, and he goes with us. And I got to thinking about, I mentioned family a while ago. When I'm having an issue with my family, he's the first person that I go to. Because I've seen how his kids grown up serving the Lord and I want his advice. So he helps us with our family issues. And I got to thinking about this too. He don't just hurt us in those areas, but I got to thinking about sometimes we bring trials on our life due to our sinful ways, don't we? Don't we? We bring stuff on our own and the Christians, sometimes if we see somebody that has brought some stuff on their life, we just kind of turn around and go the other way, don't we? Now, I don't know anybody that's did this, but I'm going to ask him and we're going to air out maybe one more of his, his secrets. I would say that somebody down through the years, Brett, has come to you for advice when they messed up their life of their own being, and I would say that you still loved them and ministered to them, right? Yep. He said yes. Now, I don't know of anybody that's did that, but I believe that he wouldn't have treated them any different. Likewise, us is just ordinary Joes. Are we ministering to people that is wrapped up in sin and their life's a mess or we just kind of snubbing them? See, sometimes we snub them when we should be loving them and trying to bring them back to Christ or bring them to Christ. But like I said, he does stay with us during our battles, but he don't have to, but he does. And I want to praise the Lord for that. Um, the third thing that I, I tell you is uh, that Moses knew he needed God's help during the battle. So he took the rod of God. And that's also in verse nine. It says, tomorrow I will stand on top of the hill with the staff of God in my hands. Another one of the, tra- what's that translation say? The staff of God. Some of the translations said the rod of God. Okay. So I, I kind of got amused with that because, you know, it's kind of like a rapper. But anyway, so he said that he took the rod of God. What that made me think of is that if you've ever went to a, uh, a counseling session uh, or, or with Brett, he's never been like, yep, come on in. I've done this. I've done this. I got this. I've seen this. I'm 27 years pastor. I've seen this. Nothing to it. Come on in. I'll help you. No, he don't go about stuff like that, does he? He remembers to bring this. And he remembers to bring God's commands to counseling sessions. 
Just like Moses did. He said, I'm going to go up on top of the hill. He didn't say, I'm going to go on top of the hill by myself with my knowledge and my, and my compassion. I'm going to go up on top of the hill with the rod of God. He remembered the most important thing to take to battle, didn't he? He took God's presence with him. And that's what I think about Brett is uh, he knows that the rod of God uh, is helps and it's not just him. Okay. Therefore, same way with me and you. When we're called to help people, we don't need to say, well, okay, well, this, this is my opinion. Don't we do that sometimes? When people ask us for help, we say, well, come on in and I'll give you my opinion. No. Come on in. Let's look at God's word. Come on in. Let's pray about it. That's the way to minister to people. And, and there may be people in your world, in your life, that has come to you for help. And you're like, I don't know how to help them. This right here is what helps them. So we need to have lots of knowledge in here to be the modern day Moses that, uh, that God wants us to be. And we just, we need, like I said, we need to keep the rod of God with us at all times. The fourth thing that I've seen there, and in, uh, in this one is in verse 12. When Moses' hands grew tired, they took a stone and put it under him and sat on it. Aaron and Hur held his hands up, one on one side and one on the other. So the fourth thing that I wrote down is that Aaron and Hur came up beside Moses to help him. Let me just tell you, in today's world, with all the stuff going on, our pastor really needs people to come up behind him and beside him and hold him up. Our pastor's wife needs people to come beside her and hold her up and encourage her. So that ain't just his job, but that's all of our jobs. And, and what I wanted to, to do is I wanted to, this is kind of my symbol of us to remember that we're all called to be Moses, modern day Moses. We're all called to minister to people and help people along their way. We had, some, we had an announcement this morning in our Life in the Word class of, of something very negative that had come along in a family's life. And we prayed for them. There was something else come along with another family that we're going to try to help them out financially. But as a church, that's what we need to be doing. We need to be taking every opportunity to minister and lead others like Moses did to the promised land flowing to milk and honey. So if y'all would just bow your heads, we'll get the, the band to come up and get their song ready. And the invitation is this. There may be somebody in your world that you know you need to be helping. Maybe somebody's life that's spiraling out of control in sin. And it's, it's hurting them. And they can't see it. The invitation is this. Come pray for them. Come lift their name up down here this morning at the altar. Then again, it may be you 
your life may be spiraling out of control. You made some decisions. You thought they were good decisions. They were not godly decisions. But your life is suffering right now. I want to ask you to come down and pray. I want to ask you to come down and lift up those things, those burdens that you've got going. Bring them down to the altar and leave them here. You may just want to come up and, 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 and hug Brett, Brett's neck. Lord, we just come to you right now and we thank you for this time together. Lord, we thank you for the reading of your word. And Lord, I just pray, Heavenly Father, Lord, if anybody, anybody here, Lord, that has a situation in their life that they really need your help, Lord, that they would come, they would be ministered to, they would be talked to, and they would be prayed over this morning, Lord. Lord, there may be people here that need you in their life. They're real confused about what's going on in their life and, and, and they really don't know what to think about you. I pray, Lord, that they would come and ask for your help. But Lord, we do just praise you today, God. We pray that you'd work in people's lives and Lord, just minister to them. I pray it in Jesus' name, amen.